Hey, this is Parker Madness. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm joined by Ben and Aaron. What's up, Ben? Hey. After a week off. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bert. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the show, the, there's a song called um, and we, this, this is totally uh, off the cuff, and I didn't say it before pre-show. But there's a song called In the Still of the Night that Cole Porter sings. But I'm going to change the lyrics right now. In the past of the night, as I gaze through my window, and to find a saucer and its light, taking me to Man, can you put some like some some Boy. classy reverb on that in post? Some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have like like random things because it's black. <laughs> make a little music video, I think. Then, then you 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 dazzled me. I've got stars in my eyes. Amazing. Uh, so, man, I missed you, Ben. It's such a different show when you're back on. Uh, last time we did uh, a, a show with uh, our, our with Matt number two hot. It, Matt number two, Matt Hurt from the Obsessive Viewer podcast to do uh, a show on uh, Blast from the Past. And this week, as Ben alluded to, we're going to do The Vast of Night, which was recommended by our guest this week, uh, Colin Orr. That was your hey, recommendation. I hey, also, what's going on, boys? What's yeah, going you're on? You're back. There he is. It's been a while. I like what, your uh, talk. Got the your cock talk. behind me, you know. Got to, got to represent. <laughs> the audience cock. for the for the podcast for the people only listening and not seeing uh, the, the background. Colin just has a giant <laughs> picture of a of a penis behind him. Oh, big well, old yeah. rooster. That puts I everything mean, in it perspective. Is, it's massive. It's a handsome <laughs> cock. <laughs> its name is uh, Cogburn. No, but Co- Colin, you recommended that Fast cock, of that Night. Cock, that cock is not kosher. <laughs> Uh, what? Uh, how long ago did that you watch needs, that cock? Needs to be um, uh, circumcised. Look at the little gobbler on it on there. Little... You want to just riff for a minute? For like let's, a get, few let's more give him like two minutes. Get them all out. <laughs> <laughs> get them all out. And uh, go. <laughs> uh, Colin, when did you watch this movie? And uh, what? Uh, yeah, what 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 kind of brought it uh, as a as a recommendation for us to do for this show? Well, for the most part, I mean, I only heard of it because of uh, Red Letter Media. They mentioned it, they talked about it, and I uh, wanted to give it a shot. Also, Amazon Studios does a really great job with picking the movies that they want to represent and do and throw money at. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one of probably the best kind of like, I, I don't know. Sometimes you find a movie that has a little bit of magic that um, just comes together in it. And this is one of those films because they, it, it's, it's the writer, director, editor, and it's his first movie that mm-hmm. he has out. For his and, first movie, it's pretty good. Yeah, for a first one just coming out, it's it's really really great. Having kind of unknown actors, uh, the girl technically was in uh, a lot more stuff when she was younger, maybe Sierra a decade Mormon. ago. Yeah, was she on uh, Disney, Disney Channel or something? 
Um, I'm not really sure about Disney, but she she does do a lot of. She was a kid actor, um, and then, you know, she's growing up a little bit, so it, it like, it, it, a lot of people want to recognize her right away. Like and what was the Disney show yeah. channel? Uh, Disney Channel show she was on. It was like. Uh, that's so Roswell or something. <laughs> I was trying to think of one just that. Yours is so good. That's, so <laughs> That's great. But yeah, I, I mean, like, uh, so the movie uh, just for the musical. Yeah, just uh, I, I, I was, I was gonna say when you were singing when you said sh- uh, the ship, uh, I was gonna be like, spoiler. <laughs> but, but you There's know, a we're, ship we're... in the sky. <laughs> So but, we'll, yeah, let, there's where the budget went right there. But anyway, yeah. Spoilers. We'll dig into Spoilers. it. We'll dig into it a little bit. So this is a movie that initially was made. Uh, so the the director, writer, uh, editor that uh, Colin was referencing, his name's Andrew Patterson. Uh, the screenplay actually has two names associated with it: Craig Sanger and James Montague. I think I think I read on Wikipedia that those are both just pseudonyms he used. Uh, like he he it was basically him. Andrew Patterson wrote wrote this, but they're he both put him. Those two names there, yeah. Um, Did he just do that to give mo- it, make it sound better? I don't know. I don't know what the motivation was, other than it was kind of a. a uh, I, I wonder if because it was a this movie initially premiered in 2019 at like a small festival and it kept getting rejected. So I hmm. wonder if the fact that you know you, you go to the festivals. A lot of festivals, yeah. And then this once that's why at the end of it it says Slam Dance Film Festival on it is because that's how do they get rejected? Yeah, people so film festivals accept so much garbage and they would pass this one up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder if like, you know, when you submit something, you see like the same person's name a hundred times and like before you even watch it, it's like, Oh, it's this small indie that we're just gonna no, flat listen, out reject Matt, it based off. I the have had things that I made play at film festivals. There is no excuse. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just I'm just hypothesizing more than anything. But the movie eventually came out this year on kind of wide release, which Amazon picked it up uh, and uh, produced it. So it's I think it's kind of technically a 2020 wide release. Well, they say they uh, say uh, they say May 29th is its official release. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a 2020 film. Yeah. Technically. So we're going with the new fish <laughs> type of, uh, not, not that there are that many movie so releases. I guess this, year, this but, one took a while um, to get to the market because I think I read that it was filmed in 2016. Yeah, yeah. Up, you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be informative um, here. Let me, uh, just for those that haven't seen it, and this is kind of kick off the spoilers, I, I guess, because we'll get into it. But uh, just to read the... Aliens. Whoa, what was that? <laughs> Ooh, they're yeah, coming. that's pretty much that's they're pretty coming. much it. The the Google plot summary, which last week was like a whole paragraph, this week is just in the 1950s, two children search for the source of a mysterious frequency that has descended on their town. And Jeff and, Goldblum yeah, tags children, along. Children, okay, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't get a read um, on what age they were. Yeah, they seemed yes. like 17, 18. I think yeah, at one there's... point they said she was 16, didn't they? Uh, well, so where where do you, you guys want to start with this? Uh, uh, I I struggled a little bit with kind of like the, you know, it's, it, 
it has a, a plot to it, but no, not it doesn't. Really, it's not. It's not like a normal structure. So, no, and uh, I'm not saying that as a disparaging comment. It, it, there's no plot. It's just this happens. And, and sometimes that's refreshing to just be a stream of consciousness sort of thing. And maybe that's not the right way to put it, but it is a. It, it's just like a, and then this happened, sort of a. Okay, thing. I want to ask a question. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm taking over here, Matt. Um. I'm going to ask each one of you, one by one, start with He kind of did that first. because of... What? I'm talking. He has to come. I, to I think Colin's frozen. <laughs> it's pretty funny frozen? if you look at his picture. Let, yeah. it, let it go, Colin. Let it go. <laughs> All right, ben, okay. what, what, ben, what did you want to uh, ask everybody? All right, cut here. Everybody back to their positions. All right. So, so I think this would be a good... Uh, way of discussing this is have each individual think of what they thought of the whole movie as a whole one by one all right and then we can discuss all together because this is the kind of movie i think where we can you know you tell me what you thought about it just go nobody interrupts you down the line and then you know we, we can get going so let's ask colin first obviously colin really liked this colin tell me tell me this movie like the summary what you loved about it what you you know if you hate anything about it you know just your whole opinion about this whole movie okay um i would say i'm blown away technically by how they shot this the way that the long takes really showcase the small town feel also allows you to have time to put yourself in the situation uh, with whatever's going on, I there's there's certain things I want to point to in different scenes, and I, I think we'll get there later. But there are certain things that happen technically that kind of, in a way, are really ingenious to put mm-hmm. us back in that era, back in that time period, mm-hmm. and uh, utilizing the things that we can use nowadays like putting uh putting somebody on a four-wheeler where i heard he the camera guy was strapped in like he's superman yeah yeah and like holding the camera i mean as they're driving that's a yeah let's let's um we can all talk about i believe you said something about not interrupting I know, but but <laughs> and but, talking I'm, I'm about form- our overall uh, opinions uh, first. Yeah, but, let, but I'm forming that. But that that part, uh, let's talk about real quick, and then Colin, you can continue. Um, I mean, how ingenious that that what's nice about it is it took a lot of effort. Filmmaking wise, this is a really well done film. Film, but a lot, a lot of effort. Because you think about that shot, it goes from one side of the town to the other side. Everything has to work smoothly. The you had to someone had to mess with the. Uh, the aperture and you know the the iso everything in the camera i don't know how they program it to change it from the lighting or they, they just lit they, they it was just probably a lot of everything rehearsing. everything was lower lit you mean in inside you know i don't know how they did that well they had cuts too i think there's a cut right before right before they go into the gymnasium i think there's actually yeah. like a layer yeah, in there that was where it was yeah i would okay. suspect well, that some I, of those... I didn't see it yeah, and okay, that's what's so good. It was su- it was really good, yeah. su- it was really subtle. It, 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 it had it, it to have been. Like, uh, it wasn't like Alfred Hitchcock's rope 
<laughs> you know, it, 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 it was almost like they, they got to the point and then they kind of compile. I, I was going to ask you guys what you thought, because I felt like that was where the cut was too. If but I had to like guess composited them into there, each there's, other. There's, there's several cuts, I think, because um, I think the girl working at the telephone operator uh, station outside, I think there is a cut from outside uh, and then the movement all the way to the gymnasium. Then from the gymnasium, I think there's a cut to because it goes upstairs to a window then i think there's a crane shot from the window down to um a four-wheeler again and that's another cut and i think i think they have all these cuts but they lined it up so perfectly that it's so smooth and how yeah. they composited they did it. a good job so the yeah. scene they may not have cut i don't know yeah. you never i i write you know you can't go through that. a window without cutting it they goes go through the gymnasium window yeah, but the they, end, they could. They could yeah. yeah, but they could have. They could have put it on a like a, you know, like like nineteen um, nineteen seventeen. They had um, they had a rig where they had like a, a wire rig and they were carrying it on a. Anything's possible, but I don't. Put, I don't buy it on this one. Yeah. Well, they didn't have the budget yeah. as as that. But but well, right, so and continue, I think continue, continue. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say just to to wrap because I think this the shot what we're talking about is kind of the um i don't know it's the like wow piece for the whole movie or at least i thought it was that it kind of yeah. for visual purposes i think for oh, visual sure. purposes that, that that's yeah and it just it shows it it shows the attention to detail of like getting all of the you know we're not just on sets we're going through an entire town we're showing this entire like it's not just the context is small town. Gives, we're going to show it, it to you. It gives you the, you the layout, thing. everything. Like, like yeah. what was nice about it is they set it up. They're walking towards the radio st- or towards the, the 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 switchboards, and then they show you the path they took. Um, continue, Colin. Uh, what's your over, overall thoughts? Well, uh, I also wouldn't mind talking since we talked about that scene. I wouldn't mind talking about the radio scene with Billy, who is the first person that calls in about the sound yeah he was great and, that actor yeah and, he's, and this is his voice but he's great and visually they kept Bruce on davis was the uh, actor. Uh, yeah they kept on going down to black so you're part of the radio you had to you yeah you had to listen to it like they were listening to it on the radio and then they <laughs> did all those close-ups of the uh dj um guy and him just speaking in the mic mm. and the, and there's a, one of the first takes of billy uh on the radio is it goes to black for a very long period of time you and, know and thinking, it's kind of it's kind of I'm amazing for a movie to do that it is but i'm thinking there's two things that could have happened there i think it was a creative choice or it was a creative choice because of oh man we, we fucked this scene up so bad we messed this scene up so bad. Bleep me, uh, Matt. Uh, we so we can get kids to watch this. We messed we messed this scene up so bad that we had to do a creative choice. <laughs> you know, like we had we couldn't fi- like maybe they they were going to film. It's called uh, Billy, falling with Billy. style. I mean, I I don't know. I I think it was absolutely <laughs> a a choice to do it that way because they did it a handful of other times throughout where they didn't 
really need to. And I think the overall kind of where I, and maybe where we could have started was the whole like surrounding package to this whole thing is that this is a almost like a contained episode of something called, what was it? A Paradox. Twilight, it, a Paradox. It's like Twilight yeah, Paradox Zone. Theater. Pa- Paradox Theater. Well, they had, yeah. they had the, uh, the Rod Sterling and Tim, right. he actually did a really good job. So everything was kind of like within this, you know, you know, we start off with a Rod Sterling like introduction to a TV show and we go into the TV show and a lot of times they're cutting to like when you're framed in this, you know, 1950s TV set. And, uh, you know, then you have those moments where it cuts to black or it, it you can yeah. see the the static lines or whatever. And I, I was going to ask you guys what you both what you thought of that, that whole like uh, those trappings that they put around it, but then also um, how it ties into that kind of long speech, because the whole movie is basically Faye and Billy, you know, trying to track down what the meaning of this sound is. And they get little clues to, you know, to talking with, uh, you know, either someone on the radio we're just talking about or somebody in town and I felt like this the the best kind of character or not even character moment but story moment to like kind of give like uh some intention of what all of this plotless story was about was the the kind of long speech by the old lady um yeah she was talking about what it means but speech I don't know at Aaron what did you think of the the whole twilight zone like the I guess the editing creative choices they went with it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't uh, sort of thing. It's expected when you do anything 1950s at this point. Uh, I don't mind it, but I appreciate what it. What do you mean it, by that, expected in 1950s? Well, Explain if you yourself, let me, sir. If you let me continue, I might actually get it out. Oh. <laughs> it serves to... You sure you want me back on the show? I think I can just <laughs> let you say what I was thinking since you know so well. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> it serves start, start to, doing the chant. Start doing the chanting, Aaron, and then uh, maybe we'll just start. So go on. I, I, the was, ceiling. I was <laughs> listening to it, but go on. It serves to set the place very well. It uh, it reminds you constantly what year this is, and I, I don't hate it, but I enjoy when movies don't do it. Like it, it should be enough. The set dressing and the costumes and the demeanor of the actors should be enough. But well, they, what it, so, so you yeah, mean sorry, they're, they're, they're overly? Mean, so you mean they're overly shooting it? No, no, it, I, I'm nitpicking. It's. I think it makes more sense for this movie to do all the the TV fuzz and all that because it's talking about radio uh, signals uh, all the time. Oh, okay, that that. Gotcha, but gotcha. framing it through the TV with the radio stuff, normally I'm like, okay, we get it. It's 1950s, but here it makes sense because the whole thing revolves around radio signals. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to let me read. I, I'm going to read what I wrote down the entire thing. And I, maybe I'll cut to the if there's if it's on YouTube or something. But just because I, I felt I had a take and I'm curious what you guys think, uh, because I feel like it almost has this meta quality and I couldn't quite pinpoint. I don't think it ultimately is trying to make a uh, uh, a really specific point. I think it's this is a movie that's very much like you know, up for interpretation. There's a lot of different, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, it's very kind of take, take from this what you will. But, um, so the speech with the old lady and we, we've just discovered that there's this like bizarre, uh, alignment bet- or coincidence rather between like what this guy called in and this military plan and secret experiments and, 
UFOs and, um, you know, this idea of this sound coming out and then, hey, now there's uh, the sound is back. And this old lady has a recording of it from this elaborate, you know, kind of passing along of our archival you know, recordings or whatever. So they go to talk to her and she goes on about um, for a, a long time in this one take. It's just on her face. She basically just says, Believe they're up there tonight, right now. And I think there are some reasons to support that idea. Like what? I think they stay away from big cities. I think they wait for people to get together in one place like tonight. And when everyone gets out of that game, they're going to be gone. I think they like people alone. And I think they talk to people with some kind of advanced radio in their sleep. Right, like you think they do with your son. I didn't just think this up. I think at the lowest level, they send people on errands. They play with people's minds. They sway people to do things and think certain ways so that we stay in conflict, focused on ourselves. So that we're always cleaning house or losing weight or dressing up for other people. I think they get inside our heads and make us do destructive things like drink and overeat. I've seen good people go bad and smart people go mad. I think at the highest level, they do things that cause nations to go to war, things that make no sense. And I think no one knows they're being affected we all work out other reasons to justify our actions. But free will is impossible with them up there. Like, I mean, there's a lot to Hello, chew on. Mid-ing, mid-ing, just... da-bong, 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 da-bing, 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 da-bing. Hey, Matt, Matt, here's what I think. I think the way you're framed right now, if you turn this way, it looks like you're talking into that mic on your screen try it do it see if you can do it <laughs> do it please there you go there you go there it's great <laughs> you have to make sounds into a microphone you, you dingus say something say, say say i'm listening you know <laughs> say that you it. never or will you ever be a, a part of the communist party <laughs> <laughs> i mean look at that it's just comedic gold it's like a it, oh I there guess I'll just I'll just throw this out to the group because we have three minutes before. I, I mean, it's very much Zoom. like what is happening right now. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Like the first time I heard the speech, I was like, oh, that that's very much like trying to tell us maybe this is the perspective of some people of what's happening to this world right now. You think so? Well, huh? I, see, see, I so are you saying that it's like the government or, it, it, or it, this, well it's the start of a conspiracy theorist like in, in the way when you're listening to her story you don't know if she is telling the truth or not and also is she crazy because they had billy uh you know you don't even know if you can believe billy's story mm-hmm. and and that's crazy because it's like you're you're you don't know who to believe in this story i and, believe them <laughs> yeah, man. I believe. I, uh, see, but, yeah, I 
I had like, I, I don't I know, I started that. to take kind of a, a meta take on because of how much they focused on all these moments of radio and they pulled us out to the TV and it's 19, it's very specific 1950s. And I feel like they, those were all intentional choices to talk about And this is just my interpretation. I don't know if this is right or even what they were, like what the intent was, but I felt like it was all kind of about how TV and mass, you know, reaching people at this mass media level can lead to those things and like advertising and all like, I felt like just what we infer from this static or whatever, and like just what comes over airwaves or, uh, or TV leads to all of that behavior and stuff that you was 5g baby 5g yeah Yeah. so i don't know that's how i i interpreted it so Um, do we need to give the mothership a cold or (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. ben you wanted to you initially asked us what our overall opinion was what was your overall opinion of the movie uh so we got so i'll say this so i think we kind of i mean it's just a little rough but i think that uh, how how I, I want it's not how I wanted it to go, but you know, it, it, we got the general idea. But my overall opinion is this, and this may it may not be a good opinion for the group, um, but I'll say it anyways. I thought as a film, a filmmaking, it was really good. Did what did did a lot with a little. I mean, very and and a lot of people's complaints about the color correction. I actually like the color correction. Like I asked, that's one of the things I liked. It felt very vintage. You know, I, I kind of liked that. Uh, you know, a little bit, the blacks weren't quite black and there's a little faded. And I, I kind of liked that. It reminded me of like, a, a, it, it felt more like the era. Um, so as a filmmaking prowess, I think it's really good. There was a few, I don't know if you caught at the very beginning that when he goes up to the scores table, table and has that wide shot uh, and the cameraman was not on the same, uh, you know, whoever's operating the, the glide cam was not on the same um, cue as the main actor. Because at, at one point it jerks like this, like, oh, he's, this is his cue to go. You mean? But he was still talking. So he didn't know when, when the guy was going to go. So then he got done. Like, like he, there's a few false, there's a couple false alarms. Like, oh, he's leaving. No, nope. You know, oh, you know. So those are little flaws, which, if I was making that, that would bother me. That one, that one little thing would bother me. I'd be. Oh no, I get you. Uh, that one little thing, but overall, it was amazing. It was amazing. So they did a lot with little, the, you know, the, the, the special effect at the end. Uh, it looked like they used a real model. It looked beautiful. So like it looked real. It looked better than anything I've seen. Like, you know, it looked real. It, it had a close encounters vibe to it. Um, so there's a lot of good things in it. I do. Think the script was terrible. Uh, I don't think it was terrible. Terrible. I think it was just like it didn't lend itself to filmmaking, in my opinion. Um, and like you said, they talked about a lot of different things. I didn't like the script. I thought it was boring. I don't like the te- like they, they did the rule of show don't or tell don't show. You should show more. And I get it. They want the mystery and the storytelling, and I guess it works for this. But to me. I mean, like, it, it, I mean, to me, pr- preferably, uh, Mike, my, my type of filmmaking, if I were to make movies, would be strictly visuals and less dialogue. And that's just me. Now, Quentin Tarantino disagrees with me, and he makes good stuff. You know what I mean? And this is a good movie. 
I, it's just not my cup of tea. And that's my only biggest complaint is like, mm, the script's not that good. It's not terrible yeah. script. The script is not that good. What it, so what do you guys, Aaron, uh, Colin, what do you think about kind of what Ben said? Because I, I, there's a lot that I actually agree with Ben on here, uh, but I'm curious what you, you guys think. Hey, hey, Colin, why don't you go first? I'm still baking my bread on this one. I mean, I like it. And that's a good, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with Ryan. I, I mean, mean, I, I, uh, the old lady, that scene I felt like was dragged out more. I felt like what Matt said was the better condensed uh, version of what she said, and she could have done it a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, the one scene uh, I did like, Colin, uh, and, I'll, and I'll point this out to you, is the long shot of her on, on the on the wire. She did a really good job. That was intense when she's she's figuring out what's going on with the thing. That was a hard thing to do with the one long take of her going in and finding the static. That 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 was good. That was good. But go on. I I just I didn't mind the dialogue. Uh, I felt like it added to the character of what was trying to be told, like setting us in the setting, mm-hmm. trying to get us into the moment with them. Um, it seemed natural. It, mm-hmm. it didn't make uh, the lead actors uh, seem stale at all or uh, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually believed that, that they were back in that era. Mm-hmm. And I, I just like when I saw the girl doing the phone switching and stuff like she might have been just pushing random buttons but i don't know like it kind of looked scene. like they she knew exactly what she was doing i'm Did wondering see how many pushes that took i think was, i think it's a great scene i think i think that was a good use of it to me that was a good use and that was and to me why that one why that scene worked colin to me and this is all opinion this is all preference this is like you know i like I like Frosted Flakes. Some people like Honey uh, Nut Cheerios. You know, both both good, good, actually. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I agree. And I think why that one worked for me is because there was some sense of action and some mystery going on. It wasn't a, a monologue. But even the old lady's monologue was really good. I mean, like it, it worked. It just preferably, you know, it was, a good, it was a good movie. But preferably for me, I just didn't like the script. Aaron, that's my, what about that's my only thing? What about you, Aaron? Well, uh, I think I'm a combination of all three of you. I uh, I noticed that it was a very monologue-y movie with a lot of tell don't show, but I would normally hate that. But in this case, I think it works to the movie's strengths because mm-hmm. it it explains in the movie about the isolation and all that. And the way that it's framed in this movie, it, it shows you that isolation where you're a person, there's nobody around, you know nothing, and you're just trying to piece this together. And uh, I, I think that works to the movie's strength. I don't think that it's... a. I think it's good dialogue, but a bad script, if that makes sense. Can I say the first 15 minutes of this movie, uh, that, that guy, the main guy, what was his name? I couldn't understand him. Billy. Yeah, he, he talks a mile a minute. Is his name or Billy? Everett, thought... Everett, not Billy, Everett, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Billy yeah, was yeah. the radio guy, Everett. Yeah. He never no. stopped talking. I was like, this guy must have sunburn on his tongue or something. He never stops he had, talking. Well, he had, he had like a cigarette in his mouth. I was, I was, uh, I understood him fine. It's just he was a mile a minute. And I, for the first 15 minutes, I was annoyed with him 
Like, mm-hmm. Can we can we just have one scene where there's not motor mouth? But it got, it got better. It got better. But 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 uh, Colin, I do agree with you that it did felt real. They felt they're very it absolutely real. did. It was it wasn't? Uh, it felt like real people. Other I, than the, I never the doubted lady, him for a second. The old lady was a little bit the one I doubted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and maybe in a sense that was supposed to be because the moment she was like, take me with you kind of yeah. thing, I loved Everett's face of like, fuck. This yeah. was sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. But uh You're fine. this I was this earlier. was a uh this was a just a a very sad lady who possibly might have made a story up, or are we supposed to believe her? She mm-hmm. she even said, come to my house, like all this kind of stuff. And it was a little bit like, I I want to believe her, but is she just adding to a conspiracy? Paranoia. Yeah, and paranoia. Until he plays back that audio of her chanting, and then the, the drivers, car, yeah. yeah, the driver and the yeah. passenger just had their heads go up and stuff. And that was mm-hmm. pretty I, crazy. I had a little more on a technical level. performance was that caller, caller, the call, that one guy. Like, I thought he felt like a real guy calling in. Oh, know, yeah. The way he delivers lines. Absolutely. Like, and that, that was like, so there's things that were well written. Like, like, like some of the uh, like some of the dialogue was well, well written, like that uh, like him explaining it. Maybe it's because I was black. Maybe it was because like all these little things like that felt really real. That was real. But the dialogue felt real. It was conversation. It felt re- like real people would talk to each other. I think I didn't like the structure of the story. You know what I mean, I just, just think I that's the only thing I did, didn't like. You know what I mean, but that's not to say it, it didn't work. It's just this is this is. The same, I like. Ah, I wish it was. It's just I don't know. It's 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 different from. It's a different style movie for me, but it still worked. I still I th- I think it, it gets you inspired to make filmmaking. You know what I mean? It makes you, it makes you inspired to. I want to do something like that. You know what I mean too. So I think it was a good movie, Colin. So don't don't take I'm I'm I'm, I'm pooping on it. You know I'm not. I, I think I I don't. Uh, you think I think something negative, but I don't. No, I'm just no, giving my I'm opinion just, also. No, I'm <laughs> just, like, I, I'm just being. I'm just being overly nitpicking is what we do here. Yeah. Yeah. No. no every every everything is fine. Uh, I I I, <laughs> I can I I can agree with you that it's very dialogue heavy. It doesn't work all the time, but I think if for this movie it works. Uh, yeah. To to, I, to its benefit, like we were saying that we're trying to believe these characters. We're, it's supposed to be kind of more natural mm-hmm. and it's yeah. more for, storytelling. For, for me, I think, you know, it has the, um, it's by choice. And I think for one, my biggest takeaway from this is almost less about the movie itself and more about the like promise of this Andrew Patterson guy, um, as a, both as yeah. a director. Have, you, have a you seen a picture of him? Writer? Have you seen a picture no. of him? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. I, his, his beard and hair is wild. I'll and pull it, it up. I wish, I wish I had that beard, baby. But like at, from a script writing or from a writing mind. perspective, it, it has that like Aaron Sorkin, like just it never stops. And it, it's just everything is perfectly choreo. Like it, it's like a, a a dance almost where every line is like ping ponging off the next thing. And it just like kind of keeps keeps just spiraling. Did he write, did he write this by himself? Well, he wrote yeah. it with um, himself. I think, it, I think that's what it said. I don't know. Yeah, so, and and then, but it has another writer connected to it. And uh, if you, you're saying Matt, like what you were saying that that's just another thing for him, I I don't know because it literally says director, writer, producer, editor, 
It and says, I'm like, oh, okay. You could say Patterson, he was beside himself while he wrote it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I was wrong. Patterson wrote the script with Craig Sanger, although he registered the script with the WGA under the pseudonym James Montague, who is also listed as the So I was wrong. He did co-write it with a real person. <laughs> he didn't. Okay. 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 Yeah, but he wasn't the, both the, people. The co-writer, this is his first film, too. I, I checked on yeah. that. So yeah. it's and his so first film, too. That was going to be my other comment was that, you know, from a writing perspective and how they, you know, went about the movie. I I agree that there are some moments where it feels like some show would have helped, um, but it, it, it just feels like a low budget movie to me. Like the, yeah. it feels like those are the constraints of not having a giant budget um, yeah. that we're not going to go off and shoot everything or like they shot it very quickly. Um, that not, and they, not to say that it looks bad or everything else is bad, but they, they brought it into like a small scale, which I think, uh, worked, you know, it, it worked on one level. I still think they made it felt bigger than what what it really was too, though, Matt. I do. Yeah. When you said small budget, I didn't even realize it had a small budget. $700,000. $100,000? $700,000. cheap movie. Wow, that is a really cheap seven, movie. Seven hundred thousand. That is what I read. Wow, I mean, it's a cheap well, movie. It's a, lot a cheap us. movie. Yeah. Well, it makes that to me makes uh, makes sense for what we saw is that there aren't. I mean, it's edited really well, and they have that awesome tracking shot, and then they have the models at the end. But otherwise, it's just get the set, and I mean, it's yeah, but it's still all having all the dialogue. period piece, all the period the, piece, the costumes, stuff, man, that's, that's pretty amazing. The cars, the cars. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rim glasses. The, the sound. The soundboard. But you're they not, probably. You're they not, probably. Yeah. They probably just got a bunch of people that were enthusiasts about the uh, old cars. And those soundboards yeah. were actual yeah. period working soundboards, and they still wow. functioned. And then, and then also the uh, uh, the caller. What do they call those? Uh, the operators board, operator board, whatever it's called. That was functioning. I mean, like maybe it wasn't functioning. Maybe there is some after effects or something in there. But, no, it was functioning. But, I just said that, Phil. I think the soundboard was. I'm talking about the uh, the uh, the phone lines. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a board. Oh, well, I was thinking about the studio, the radio studio. Uh, I'm I'm sure that was probably the, the same case. Anyway, so and that's crazy. Either way, just I I felt like the 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 you weren't going all over to a bunch of different locations. You're not. I mean, they it while it it looks really nice, as we said, it I can see why it wasn't. You know, it, you know, when it's like, oh, we're not going to go show the um, the military lab and the experiment base and the UFO. They like those those types of like decisions add to a budget. So instead, they they focus on the the conversation. And what I what I really liked is that, you know, it's within the trappings of, again, this paradox theater TV show that then the whole movie is just people talking to each other, which is like, is kind of an interesting decision. I don't know if it's, it's a campfire story good or bad, but yeah, it it's interesting at least hmm. on a technical level. Uh, I really appreciated the camera work, but also Ben brought up the color correction before it was, it was not a fun time for me because <laughs> Look, I get that what they would do it that way for a specific purpose to make it look old and washed out, but I, I need those black levels, man. Black levels matter. I need to be able to see them details. <laughs> I couldn't make black anything out. Black levels matter. And, and that doesn't help when you're watching it streaming 
And that sort of picture doesn't take well to, like, compression. I, I could hardly make anything out half the time. Yeah. But it's just a metaphor for them not being able to see what was going on in the movie. So it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Is there, I mean, I guess for you guys, and there isn't a whole lot of kind of, I think we've touched on a few of the specific scenes, but the rest of it really does feel like, um, uh, I guess, aside from the payoff at the very end with the the spaceships and the UFO, but uh, the the rest of the movie is is kind of just like realistic dialogue of people going through this experience and running through the town. It's and that takes up a lot of time because you know, it's al- of- a lot of time. It's almost in real time. It almost feels like yeah. the whole movie is. Uh, contained within real time. Do you yeah. do you know what kind of reminds me of a little bit? Now that I think about it, just a little bit is American Graffiti. Reminds yeah, me of yeah, it does. Yeah, bit. you're right. Mm-hmm. All one night, you know what I mean? A little slice of, you know, same similar time period. Uh, yeah, Americana type. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what kind of reminds me of. I mean, there's a radio station there too. So, hmm. um, yeah, interesting. I liked it overall. I, I was. I did too. It was. It yeah. was a. Gen, I was. I would. I want to. Don't want to say pleasantly surprised, but it was better than I thought it would be. Yeah, it was good. Colin, yeah. is there anything we haven't touched on yet that kind of stood out from for you when you kind of initially watched it? Oh, I I wanted to see your guys' opinion of seeing the audio waves uh, when they came up for the music whenever they did like certain cuts of listening to the uh ships uh through the radio or something like that they they would cut sort of and you would see fragments on the side of the audio waves coming up maybe i missed and that i missed I, that I, I don't too know. It, i don't it, think i saw that, it that part kind of uh gave me just connections to like close encounters i know we kind of mentioned that it is it, it, it's just really neat how i i don't know audio played such a big impact in this and uh i, I wanted to hear what aaron thought about uh all the how how they were doing the audio aspect of all this well uh specifically what just the waves on the sides because i am just that. just like uh bringing kind of like I, I I liked how it started out where the girl was like, "Hey, can you help me with the radio?" Yeah, it started so innocent. Or, or my recorder, yeah. and then like in real time, they're actually doing the recorder, and she does. Uh, she works for the phone call, you know, having to do audio there, just switching boards. She turns on the radio, that old school kind of sounding from the radio. Mm-hmm. Also, we're hearing different audio. Uh, situations where when Billy was talking, I noticed that when they went to dark or whatever, and they got out of out of the radio studio, you heard Everett on the radio uh, compared to being on camera audio. Yeah, yeah uh, some of that was actually pretty complicated, and, and you don't necessarily catch all of it. I might need to watch it again for that. Yeah, the, just those those parts were kind of cool for me because it was just like a lot of, and and it amazes me how technology has advanced so much to the point where those simple little things that were happening that took him a long time, like him trying to get the music 
off of the radio and getting him back on live he had to do a bunch of stuff to switch it and he's doing really quick and yeah now let's not sell ourselves short even then they were all so well interconnected that someone could be on the phone and then she's off at the switchboard and they're all talking to each other at the same time and he's recording it so it, it was more less you could do less but it was still pretty advanced even then i thought that was cool yeah yeah i mean for for the most part i just i i i don't know like I just really enjoyed whole, all the little finer things. I've seen it a couple times now. My family wanted to watch it, so I watched it with them. That's mm. that's the one thing I do like about this film is that it, it's it can be for an audience of a lot of different groups uh, can connect with this, um, and it's not just like oh, if you want an action packed movie or if you want a drama or. Uh, uh, romance comedy like the the thing about this movie was i could go tell little kids hey you want to watch this movie or i could tell adults hey you want to go watch this movie yeah and so it, it's that that was that was I, I don't know like yeah yeah i i do <laughs> as you were kind of talking about the the audio and the connections and stuff i i'm kind of honing in on at least what I think it, and it kind of dovetails with what I was talking about earlier with that dovetails the, <laughs> the the like kind of interpretation about media and stuff that I was kind of alluding to that potentially this idea of paradox theater that the idea of specifically using the word paradox I don't think is like just because it's adjacent to twilight zone and i think that was on purpose and i was trying to figure i was going to ask you guys what you think thought it means um for me i think I'm, I'm coming around to the idea that this movie is basically saying that modern technology for the sake of like mass media radio and tv or whatever that came about right around this time of the you know the the 1900s ha is like a double-edged sword that it 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 for what I was talking about before kind of has this like sinister side that it's kind of like a trapping people and it causes us to do these terrible things or, or worse things and make worse versions of ourselves. Or on the flip side to what you were talking about, Colin, this movie spent so much time showing the like manual effort of what it takes to literally connect people. Like I'm going to take this switchboard of somebody who wants to connect with another human being. And I'm going to show that over and over and over and what that leads to is like this this personal connection in this small town. And so there's like, I feel like yeah, the, I kept on thinking, I kept on thinking when she cons. was running around, when she was running yeah. around, it's like that town is fucking screwed. I, I did it again. <laughs> that, that town is screwed because uh, nobody's going to get their phone connected because <laughs> yeah. she is away yeah, from yeah. the board. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody's and, not getting and then paid. to the idea of the radio, too. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like that's ultimately where I'm landing on is the maybe a message but i don't know i i don't know what you guys think uh uh it, it, or i guess if you have another interpretation of paradox the, whatever, the big standpoint when you read when you read the old lady's quote from the movie that very much was the part that was kind of uh, let me tell you what I believe the meaning of this movie is going to be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm like, okay, you put it into her mouth, mm 
you could either say it's true or not because she's the one that you're questioning if she's telling the truth or not. Stanley Kubrick's yeah. like just rolling in his grave. No, you know, ne- you never do that. You never have somebody just say it out loud. You plant the <laughs> seed and let people make up their own mind. <laughs> Which I, I think this movie did to a degree. It just kind of goes over the top of, at, at that point. But even then, I don't know if that's what it means. I don't know. Yeah, you know, this I'm, is I'm one of the few times where they where they do a, a Rick Moranis. Everybody got that, and I and I didn't really get angry at it. I was just like, yeah, that's, that's what they're trying to say. So I guess credit where it's due. It didn't annoy me. Uh, anything else, or do we want to go ahead and rate this movie? I'm ready to rate. Model was really good at the end. Like oh yes, yeah. I mean, actually, I really yeah, did. Yeah. I, like, I, I cool. wouldn't mind talking about that for a minute. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. I thought I actually thought the the better execution was the the like kind of two that were just hovering, the small ones. The small ones hovering in the better than the, behind the tree. There were two of them hovering. Well, there was the one that they saw at a distance, and then one kind of came overhead yeah. and cast the shadow down, and you saw the the bottom of it, right? Big one. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. Oh, was about. that the big one? Okay. That's well, the there, there was uh, no. I I agree with you. It, it was kind of cool because the one that they saw, it it it, it kind of seemed like it didn't notice them, mm-hmm. and they were seen in the uh, yeah. That was oh, cool. it was just creeping on them or something too a little bit yeah and then it goes to the big one but the the shot at the end was very good the compositing and i it definitely looked like a model to me and and, but it looked real it looked more real than i mean even though this is a low budget movie it looked better than anything i most things i've seen you know with all the cgi in the world yeah did you did you guys find anything on that it may have been fake it may have been cgi but like I don't. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't find any information on it. Um, I don't know. Model. But the the ship, the look of it, uh, the subtle, the subtleness with the. um, I don't know. This might be just me reading in on it, but when they had the shot of the old lady talking about her story, there was a lot of blue, um, in in that part where they were trying to connect that and the smaller ships gave off kind of a blue tone and then Ooh, when it nice got to catch. the big ship the big ship was all green and stuff and mm. it, it, i thought that was kind of neat um how they how they gave those color choices mm-hmm. it's probably just me reading into it but i, I don't know <laughs> this is the time to read into it i'm yeah. reading <laughs> and and uh, but that's uh, uh part of another reason why I really do enjoy this film is that like subtle things of like us trying to figure out how they made it. Like I, I, I remember the last time I thought about something like that was when I watched Birdman and it's just like, I, I, I miss uh, like conversations like this of like trying to figure out technically how something is made and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, and it doesn't feel like it, especially with the budget, it doesn't feel like it's, you know, you know, Roger Deakins, 1917, like I'm going to invent some new stuff and have the most expensive equipment. This is this is a different, you know, to be able to accomplish some of the things that they did takes, you know, uh, with the budget, 
there's there's some interesting like oh how did they do that like well, yeah, the conversations this, like a little bit different this one's just one man with two names and one dream yeah he, he, <laughs> this is a quote from him he, he's edited 15 years in commercial work motion graphics compositing and effects sounds like me uh, and he said i definitely was too close to the film i thought and ha- i thought i hadn't gotten what i needed I didn't have enough coverage because of the budget. So that explains that one little shot. I got so close, I could no longer see the magic in it. But the filmmaker muscled through and rediscovered the movie during the scoring session with the composer. I thought this could is going to be special again. So like that's interesting. That's the pains of making yeah. a movie, I guess. I understand yeah. that. That's how Steven Spielberg felt when he made Jaws. Like, yeah, not everybody hell? understands. When you're sitting there at the edit dock, you you don't always know what's going to happen, like with your footage. Yeah, and if it's cost that much to make, you know what I mean? It's like, I can't, I couldn't get coverage. But I'm, like, give this guy some money. He can make a film. So listen, listen yeah, to yeah. that. Yeah, by the way, by the way, Colin, do you know what his next movie is going to be? Did you look that up? Mm-mm. No, no. What's, what's his next one? Okay, so his next movie uh, is a yet untitled film. That is going to be a revenge thriller set in the honeybee industry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Sweet. Starring <laughs> I'll, I'll Cage. Definitely watch it. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be, it's going to be like the bee movie, except just <laughs> as if it was I'm like out a, for uh, revenge. a West Wing walk and talk <laughs> with bees and a honeycomb. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you stung me for the yeah, last that, time. See, no, I, I think uh, I think the magic will go away for me if he makes another West Wing based type <laughs> movie. Like uh, that's what I liked uh, is like if this stands alone and he does something a little bit different, you know, and it doesn't connect to this movie, that might be kind of cool. Give him a budget yeah. and give him another writer. I really think he can do something. Yep. I mean, it wasn't. So, there's some good ideas in this. Agreed. Yeah. So. Ben, what would you rate this movie? Oh, God, don't be mad. Six out of ten. Oh, but, I'm, I'm but but an eight out of ten for you know working with nothing, making something out of nothing. Uh, I range. I I'll just go next. I ranged from all the way from like a five out of ten to a seven out of ten. So I'm I'm landing kind of in the middle. Uh, I'm also giving it a six. Um, I. I think there's, you know, this to me, there's a lot to kind of like chew on and it's really, you know, interesting to talk about after the fact. So maybe it will have legs and kind of take on a additional life where you kind of think about it longer, um, which could, I guess, improve the rating. But um, for me, I feel like this, again, this is just like a, a proof point that this director is going to do really good things or should be given to your point Ben uh, even more opportunities and I thought the two lead actors not the not Billy but Everett and Faye actors are great and I I hope they get a bunch of new opportunities from this because I thought they for the script however you feel about the overall structure of it I, I feel like they delivered their lines at the with a like a believable chemistry between the two of them yeah. uh, that I thought was really good so no the acting was good yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron, Aaron what about you uh, well, I think we're going. I think we're going the satanic rating this week. I'm giving it a six too, man. Because as we like to explain a lot, that five is our cutoff for what we think everything everybody should see this, and I think it's better than that. So I give it a solid six. I enjoyed it. All right, Colin. 
I mean, song. for me, uh, I mine is an eight uh, out of ten. I I really like this movie. Um, yeah, I, I it's <laughs> I, I I'm but but I am very understanding of what you guys think and feel like. I think uh, like if I gave a ten out of ten of a movie, it would be Birdman. Birdman is a ten out of ten film, and uh, and Colin, it, we'll always have Birdman. We yeah, saw we before will it got popular. popular. Oh yeah. yeah, man. And and when I saw it with Ben, it was like a freaking roller coaster. Yeah, it was great. I still uh, haven't and, seen it. I want to see it and now. I, and, and I know that's like a side thing, but uh, this movie this falls into that creative space, uh, kind of like a, a ghost story um, with Casey yeah. Affleck, where mm-hmm. it was artistic uh but this this film for me just that whole feel of like we don't even know what a ufo is uh they they don't even have the term ufo yet they they don't even know how to describe this they think it's russian equipment and so Mm -hmm. it's it's yeah i just uh i i think i'm just nostalgic of the time period all the technical stuff that was in it and everything that we talked about. It, it's just really cool. So I'm giving an 8 out of 10. All right. It has that je ne sais quoi. <laughs> and this is a uh, kid show. Uh, <laughs> Colin, have you seen uh, uh, The Invisible Man? I, I haven't the one that seen came the out newest one. Okay. I haven't seen the newest one. Okay. I, I'm curious, Ben and Aaron, which did you prefer, this or The Invisible, Invisible Man? Man? I love The Invisible Man. I preferred I this one, Fast of Night. I think, oh, yeah. I think, I, I think I'd go Invisible Man, but I, I don't know. I thought it was close enough that I'd ask. I think Invisible I'll definitely check it out. Really I'll definitely good. check it out. I, I've heard some really good things about it. I man. loved Invisible yeah. Man. I watched awesome. it with my dad, and he loved it. He bought it on Amazon. <laughs> you guys want to watch that? <laughs> oh, by the way, major props for this movie being free on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Major props. Major props. I always like not having to spend three ninety nine. Yeah, that's right. Screw them. Imagine though, if you could, you could just watch movies for free. Though, um, I mean, that would if if there was an entire site where you never had to pay for anything. I wonder if they have a name, a, a name whose whose name we dare not speak. Tubi, <laughs> until they pay. Tubi, baby, Tubi. Come on, Tubi, we love you. Are we gonna Tubi. do a whole month of Tubi movies? Is, I don't was that know. The plan? We've yet we've yet to even like we we we. <laughs> <laughs> we we did I just reveal too much? Reference their we reference their name every every week, but we don't actually review anything that's on their service. We, we did Velocipaster. Why don't we do that's that? True. In September. That's true. We'll do that next. Yeah, we'll September. Start, we'll kick us off. Anyway, Colin, this I even though we weren't our number arbitrary number ratings didn't line up. I I still very much enjoyed this movie and was glad you recommended. Yeah, uh, Colin, I did not. Awesome. Don't ever recommend things again. <laughs> good call. You had the golden <laughs> shovel this week. That's right. <laughs> no, you did a good job. Good yeah, job. thanks for joining us, Colin. I know that. Hey, oh, thanks, guys. Out. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I want to give a shout out to Wesley because uh, he liked this movie. He, he wanted me to see this movie too. Like last year, he showed me the trailer, that one spot. And I go, well, that looked really interesting because it's really cool. So I know that Wesley probably liked this movie. 